Hi, this is Keith Payne at CBD Perform and welcome to the CBD Perform podcast. Now in this podcast series, um, we will be discussing everything CBD from the history of CBD and how CBD can support people for um, you know, some of the main conditions and ailments that they potentially have, which is things like um, stress and anxiety, um, sleeping disorders and improving sleep quality, and also pain and using CBD as an analgesic potentially as well. So there's many benefits and we're going to be discussing the pros and cons and whether it can potentially work or not work and really be as educational and informative as we can. Now, um, if you want to find out more information about the CBD Perform products and the range of products that we supply, which covers edibles, it covers CDB, uh, CBD oils, CBD cosmetics, CBD topicals, creams and rubs, please visit the website, which is www.cbdperform.co.uk. That's www.cbdperform.co.uk. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy the CBD podcast series. Um, and without further ado, we're going to get straight into it. So I hope you enjoyed today's session and thank you for tuning in and please enjoy. Hi, this is Keith Payne at CDB Perform um, and this is moving into the module 3 we're going to be looking at the cannabis chemistry and the endocannabinoid system itself. Um, now, um, part 1 we're going to cover cannabis and chemical reactions, things like THC, THCV, CBD, CBG, CBC, CBN, CBDV and terpenes themselves. Um, so it's quite an extensive module but it's very thorough and again it just goes to show you that when you're working with CBD Perform you know we do know what we're talking about and we're very very interested not just the CBD aspect but everything to do with industry and making sure that our customers get the best quality, the purest form of CBD that we can possibly get and you know we're real advocates of the industry, the health industry generally not just CBD. Now the cannabis plan boasts a rich array of constituents with over 700 discovered to date so far. Recreational cannabis users and those who prize the plant for its therapeutic and medicinal properties are particularly interested in a small number of these constituencies, namely the cannabinoids and the terpenoids um, as well. In the previous module we discovered that CBD oils often um, decarb oxalated to activate the CBD molecules. Now within a cannabis plant the cannabinoids um, CBD and THC are actually present are as carboxylic acids CBDA and THCA. Now, as you know the decarboxylation occurs when you heat cannabis or when you keep cannabis at room temperature for long enough converting these carboxylic acids to the active forms which produce psychotropic or therapeutic effects within the body. And in this module we're going to take a look at these and other active constituencies. Now these constituents are secondary um, metabolites. We're not always sure why a plant produces the secondary met metab metabolites that it does. Um, some appear to have a function similar to our own immune system helping to protect a plant from disease or predators. Some seem to attract pollinators, whilst others appear to serve in helping a plant adapt to its natural environment or to any external stressors. Um, facilitating, um, facilitatingly, it's the secondary uh, metabolites in plants that account for many of the therapeutic actions. In other words, these often mysterious compounds synthesized within plants can exert some sort of action within the human body, be it psychotropic or therapeutic one. Now, if we look at tetrahydrocannabinoid, um, otherwise known as THC, 
It's a fascinating cannabinoid found um, within cannabis, responsible for the high experience when using the plant recreationally. Within the plant, um, THC is present as a Delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol acid, um, otherwise known as Delta-9-THCA. Breeders of recreational cannabis have worked over the decades to produce varieties that are high in THCA. This is usually sim um, simply referred to as THCA, just as Delta-9-THCA is commonly simply referred to as THC itself. Now, as you read up, read, um, we discuss more of this, plants synthesise secondary metabolites, and in the case of THC, this occurs when an enzyme, um, usually Delta-9-tetrahydrocannabinoid acid synthase, acts as a catalyst for the synthesis of a single carbon atom to carbon atom covalent bond in a molecule of cannabigerolic acid, um, creating THCA. THCA is inactive insofar as it isn't a psychotropic agent until it's decarboxylated into THC. THC is most certainly a potent psychotropic, but it also has therapeutic actions um, to offer the user as well. Research shows that um, it is also anti-inflammatory, it's also anti-spasmodic, which means it can relieve spasm in muscle fibres, it's neuroprotective, which means it can protect our nerves, um, it's also an anal analgesic, and also it reduces intraocular pressure, that is the fluid pressure within our eyes. So meanwhile, um, research into THCA suggests that it's likely to be also anti-inflammatory, um, neuroprotective, um, it also modulates and normalises the immune system and its responses as well, and it can have um, anti-tumour uh, anti effects as well. Our bodies have several different cannabinoid receptors, um, which we'll learn about um, in a little while, and it's the CB1 and CB2, um, otherwise known as the G protein, endocannabinoid receptors within THC that interacts with. Many of the CB1 receptors are located in the brain, CB2 receptors are found on cells within the immune system itself. THC is a partial agonist um, at these receptors, and this means the molecules bind to them and can partially activate them, um, just not as much as full agonists would. At the CB1 receptors, the binding leads to a reduction of the CAMP, which is like a messenger molecule, and due to an inhibition of the enzyme andenylate cyclase. Ultimately, this reduction of the CAMP prevents the normal functioning of the brain. Because the CB1 receptors are located throughout the brain itself, um, we see various effects because different parts of the brain um, do different jobs. So for example, under the influence of THC, we see things such as an increase in appetite um, because THC binding to receptors um, in the hypothalamus, which is a region that helps control our appetite. Um, we see a slow reaction time because THC is binding to receptors in the basal ganglia, a region that helps movement and planning and um, coordination. It's got an antimetic effect because THC binding to receptors in the brainstem itself. Um, you can also see feelings of euphoria, um, or otherwise known as a high, and that's because um, THC binding to receptors in the nucleus accumbens, which is a region associated with motivation and reward. We can also see pain relief because THC binding to receptors in the spinal cord. Um, we can see poor coordination because of THC binding to receptors in the cerebellum, which helps to control um, our movement and our coordination as well. 
Um, we can also see an altered state, an altered judgment and perceptions because of THC binding to receptors in the neocortex, a region involved in complex thought. We can also see paranoia in some cannabis users because of THC binding to receptors in the amygdala, um, which is a region associated with emotions and fear. THC also interacts with TRPV1, which is a thermosensing TRP ion channel receptor and interacts with GPR55, which is an orphan receptor. At the sort of THC levels we see delivered into the body by recreational use of cannabis um, at sensible doses, we see THC producing psychotropic effects that are generally considered pleasant, um, enjoy, enjoyable or relaxing. However, research suggests that high levels of THC, though it's non-toxic, they can produce nasty side effects such as rapid heartbeat, anxiety, and feelings of panic and possible drowsiness. Some first-time cannabis users, especially if given a variety of cannabis that is particularly high in THC, can experience um, those side effects. The long-term exposure of the body to THC is associated with the down-regulation of some CB receptors, leading to an increased tolerance to the effect of THC. In other words, you would need more cannabis to produce the psychotropic effects than when you first started using it. Hopefully that makes sense. Now moving on um, to THC. Just bear with me a second. Um, quite a lot to cover, so I just want to make sure that um, I'm well lubricated. Um, Tetra Candrin Cannabinvaric Acid, otherwise known as THCVA, is found within cannabis plants and decarboxylation of the molecules produces um, THCV. Now THCVA, um, it's a propyl variation of THC. It has a propyl side um, chain rather than a pentyl side chain. Um, found in some of the cannabis plants of South Africa, Pakistan, China, India, Thailand, um, Nepal, and also Afghanistan. THCV is not a psychotropic like THC, but it does have an impact on our nervous system because it increases connectivity within those brain networks, which we know to be impaired in obesity. For this reason, THCV is being investigated as a potential medication um, for weight loss. And we now talk about uh, CBD, otherwise known as cannabis oil. Um, CBD is a fascinating therapeutic cannabinoid harnessed within CBD oils and also presents in recreational cannabis um, products. Um, though breeding generally ensures it is present on lower levels than those of THC. Within a cannabis plant, it's present as cannabinoidulic acid CBDA. Just as with THCA, heat and long-term storage at room temperature encourages the decarboxylation of CBDA into CBD, which is the active compound. Now, a further example of secondary plant metabolite, cannabis plants make CBDA by converting CBGA, which is also the precursor to THC, you'll recall, um, into CBDA via an enzyme called cannabidiolic acid synthase. Interestingly, the study of the genetics of the plant suggests that the gene for this enzyme predates that of Delta-9 um, tetrahydrocannabinolic acid synthase, and this means that during some stages of cannabis's 27 million years existence, it contained CBD, but not THC. In other words, although it's always been a therapeutic plant, it may not always be a psychotropic plant. Um, this interesting evolutionary fact should get you thinking, which plants from today might become psychotropic in upcoming millions of years? CBD is linked to various therapeutic actions, um, and to give you an example, um, it's known as an analgesic, 
anti-inflammatory, an anti-emetic, an axiolytic and antidepressant. Um, it also has been known to be an appetite stimulant. Um, it's neuroprotective. It's an anti-agionenic, which helps to destroy the blood vessels which feed tumours. Um, it's anti-proliferative and anti-tumour activity, which with action above accounts for CBD's reputation as a potential cancer treatment. And I say potential because um, it's still being tested and to be proven, um, undoubtedly. Um, it's also got palliative benefits as well. And it's also been known to be an antipsychotic, so it has a allosteric modularity activity, reducing the psychotropic activity of THC by it's thought changing the shape of the cannabinoid receptors frequented by THC. It's also an allosteric modulator of delta opioid receptors. Within the body of CBD, um, within the body, CBD molecules bind to both cannabinoid receptors and those receptors which are usually visited by neurotransmitters, the chemical messenger within the nervous system. However, it's thought that CBD doesn't bind strongly to cannabinoid receptors and rather it produces its actions by influencing various molecular signaling systems within the endocannabinoid system by interacting with the receptors and ion channels. We therefore appear to see CBD interacting um, with the following. So the 5-HT1 um, receptors, this interaction accounts for the uh, anxiolytic effects associated with CBD. Um, TRPV1, the transient receptor potential vanilloid receptors. GPR55, which is a G-coupled receptor 55. FAPB, which is the fatty acid binding proteins. This interact, um, interaction may be linked to its anti-inflammatory action and PPARS, which is the perixome proliferator activated receptors. Um, now, it's via these and probably other yet to be discovered pathways that the CBD exerts its effects. And because there's a potential anti-tumor activity, these mechanisms are often interest to researchers. Um, through its modulation of signalling pathways, it appears CBD can initiate anti-tumor activity such as autophagy, um, apoptosis, cell death, reduce metatysis and reduce tumor migration as well. And apologies for the pronunciation of some of these um, words. Um, currently in the USA, CBD is used as a medication epid epidiolex and prescribed in some cases of childhood epilepsy. Um, it seems there is much more research to be done to see how scientists can harness the therapeutic properties of CBD. It's likely that this will involve further research into its use for epilepsy and cancer. It is also being studied for its potential neurological diseases as well. Moving on to CBG. Um, you've now heard of cannabigerol CBG a couple of times because it's a precursor molecule in the formation of other cannabinoids. Now, within a cannabis plant, it is present as cannabigerolic acid, which is known as CBGA. And even though it's not commonly known as the same way as THC and CBD, it is actually the third most common cannabinoid in the plant itself. Over time, because of its conversion into other cannabinoids, the level of CBG drop eventually, um, eventually to about 1%. It's used to make THCA, CBDA and CBCA, which we'll look at um, a little bit later. In cannabis plants, CBGA is created by a trio of catalyzed reactions, starting with a molecule of hexanoxolo COA and three molecules of malanol COA. The enzyme tetrachidite synthesis catalyzes a reaction between these molecules, which creates olive acid um, cyclus. 
Um, this in turn is catalyzed by the enzyme aromatic prenyltransferases with the ad addition of geranyl dysphosphate to finally create CBGA. As with other molecules you've studied so far in this module, um, decarboxylation converts it from an acid and it becomes CBG. Um, in this active state, um, it is then known to be an anti-inflammatory. It's also known to be an anti um, an appetite stimulant. Um, it's also known to be an antiseptic. It's even shown itself to be active against MRSA. Um, it has potential anti-tumor activity, especially in oral and prostate cancers. A treatment for um, the caxixia, also known as wasting syndrome, where there is a loss of muscle and weight loss of appetite and severe fatigue, seen as a result of chemotherapy as well. But CBGA also proves itself to be therapeutic as it's considered to be an analgesic. CBG interacts with CB1 receptors and potentially CB2 receptors, serotonin receptors and A2 adrenergic receptors um, and being an antagonistic each, which means it blocks the receptor's activity rather than stimulating it itself. Now, CBC, otherwise known as cannabichromine, um, is present in cannabis plants as acid cannabichromenic, otherwise known as CBCA, um, which is created during the juvenile phase of the flowering cycle. It's been found in and isolated from some Central Asian cannabis cultivars, but it is likely that it's present in other cannabis plants too. CBC is created when gerylene, um, pyrophosphate and olive tolic acid combine to create CBGA, which is then um, cyclicized by CBCA synthase, forming CBCA. It's decarboxylated into CBC as above, um, when heated or when kept at room temperature for a long time. So, so far, um, there isn't any evidence that CBD interacts with the usual cannabinoid receptors, rather it interacts with TRP channels including TRPA1, TRPV3 and TRPV4. At each, um, it is an agnostic, in other words, it activates these receptors. Um, there's a few therapeutic actions um, being proposed for CBC um, and these include antibacterial, antifungal, analgesic, anti-inflammatory and also antidepressant. These antibacterial and antifungal actions are also demonstrated by CBCA and cannabis plants during the flowering phase um, where they help to protect the plant at this crucial time of its development. Moving on to CBDN, um, CBN, sorry, um, is cannabinol, which is otherwise known as CBN. Um, it's present in cannabis plants as a cannabinolic acid, CBNA, is created when THCA undergoes oxidisation rather than being produced by the cannabis plant as a secondary uh, metabolite. It's commonly found in older cannabis products where such samples are naturally exposed to oxygen and hence undergo oxidisation. Um, decarb Decarbonoxylization releases the cannabinol um, in it. The, pr the presence of CBN is considered a good indication that a cannabis product is old or hasn't been stored properly. It's actually, it's actually very um, psychotropic interacting with CB1 and CB2 uh, receptors where it is an agnostic. Empirical evidence suggests that CBN acts synergistically with THC to create more of a sedative effect and this has been noted when products high in THC and CBN have been used, um, leading to a very sedating, soporific, psychoactive experience. CBN is also thought to be antibacterial. 
Um, it's also thought to be a potential treatment for burns due to reducing thermal sensitivity. When CBN is ingested rather than inhaled, the body converts it into 11-hydroxy-CBN, which is a molecule which binds to CB1. Therefore, ingestion leads to an interaction with the endocannabinoid system and is therefore the preferred therapeutic and psychotropic route of administration for CBN. Moving on to CBDV, which is cannabidiverin, which is CBDV. Um, it's known as a propylcannabinoid and it is a variation of CBD. It is a shorter uh, side chain. Um, in cannabis plants, it exists as CBDVA, which is a cannabivirinic acid. Um, the decarboxylated CBV is of interest therapeutically as it may be useful as an anticonvulsant and therefore could potentially be used in cases of epilepsy. There have been breeding projects to try and produce plants high in CBDV and good work has been done using plants native to Pakistan. Now, moving on to um, terpenes, which is often spoke about. The distinctive aroma of cannabis comes courtesy of the plant's terpenes. Um, there's well over 200 terpenes in cannabis plants, though not all are present in quantities high enough to be therapeutically significant. Terpenes are secondary metabolites seen across the plant kingdom, which display an array of therapeutic actions. In this section, we'll take a look at a number of therapeutic terpenes, which are present in therapeutically significant quantity quantities in cannabis plants. Or in other words, the actions discussed below and what we're going to go over are seen in those cannabis varieties where that terpene level is high enough um, for that to be the case. The first one we're going to talk about is alpha-pinene. Um, it's an interesting terpene because it appears to counter THC's ability to interfere with short-term memory. In addition, it's a very powerful analgesic and anti-inflammatory and it also has anti-tumor -anti um, activity um, properties as well. Um, then we'll move on to beta-carifolinine um, and that is what's known as a sequesterpatine um, which is a larger terpene molecule and it's most common in cannabis plants. It's a stimulant and indeed some plant varieties high in this um, are known as such. It's an anti-inflammatory, an analgesic and it also modulates the immune system as well. Next one we're going to discuss in terms of terpenes is beta-myrcerine. Um, it's the most abundant terpene uh, in cannabis plants and high levels of this terpene in cannabis plants um, recreationally associated with a very sedating, relaxing action because it's a potent muscle relaxant. Therapeutically, this means it's a calming and anxiolytic, but it also has antioxidant and analgesic activity too. Um, the next one we'll speak about is limonene. Um, and limonene is an antidepressant Antidepressant, it activates um, andenosine receptors, which means that the body becomes more receptive to THC and CBD, enhancing their effects. In addition, um, limonene is anti-inflammatory and also has anti-tumor activity as well. Um, the next terpene we're going to talk about is linalool, um, and this is a calming anxiolytic sedative terpene, as well as being an analgesic and anesthetic as well. The next one we'll discuss terpene is osamine. Um, it's still a slightly enigmatic terpene, but in all um, cannabis varieties, it's associated with creating a product which is perfectly balanced and being neither too sedating nor too stimulating. It's likely this terpene um, is also antibacterial as well. And the final one that we'll speak about is the terpenoline. Um, this is another stimulant which may also have antibacterial and anti-tumor activity. 
It seems very likely that terpenes can act in a synergistic ways um, with cannabinoid, with all of the cannabinoids that we've already previously um, studied. So that's the end of that significant lesson. Apologies for my mispronunciation of some of the um, language and the names of the terpenes and some of the cannabinoids in there as well. But this is um, some of this is new to me as well, and I'm just getting my head around some of it. So apologies, but I've given it my best shot, and um, you know we're all learning together as well. So that's a good thing, and you can see that I'm only human as well. So um, yeah, moving on to the um, next subject, and we'll see you in the next module. Thanks very much. Bye. Hi, this is Keith Payne at CBD Perform. Um, thank you so much for listening in to today's session. Really do hope that you have found it interesting and informative. If you would like to discover more information about CBD Perform products, um, please visit the website, which is www.cbdperform.co.uk, where you will find more information on the CBD range of oils, um, our CBD range of edibles, our range of cosmetic products, which includes uh, creams, um, lip balms, um, bath bombs, all CBD products that will be very, very useful and help people with either um, supporting the pain management or supporting um, anxiety and stress or supporting improved sleep. You will find lots of really good information on the website. Um, you'll also find our blog there, which is really informative and also really useful information about CBD dosages and where to start. So the website address is www.cbdperform.co.uk. And once again, thank you so much for listening in and we'll look forward to seeing you in our next session. So take care for now and um, all the best. Thank you. Bye.